It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! And welcome to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. This is an impromptu uh, show with Chris. The wild man yeah. with me tonight. Yeah. Hey. We're, we're not used to going off script, Eric. This could be, no. be exciting. This is this is going to be a little different for all of you. Sorry for blinding everybody. The sun's, the sun's hitting Chris's head and just shooting over here to this side of the screen. But... Uh, no, we uh, I, I usually when we record it's in the evening and the window that's in my uh, studio is dark and so I will have that fixed for next time just like we have the audio fixed for this time. That was oh. my fault, Eric. All my it, fault. I take credit for it. It's all good. We live and we learn. We only got really one bad comment from that one one snarky comment, but uh, you know you live and you learn. Technology's not always our friend, but uh, we are excited to be here and we got to talk about the news that came down today because this is this is very interesting, Chris. Devin Brown is injured, has to have surgery on his finger. It doesn't sound like it is too serious. Sounds like he will be back and throwing this summer. That was what Ryan Day was confident mm-hmm. in. But I got to ask the question: Does that mean that this competition's over? You you know, I think if you went into this thinking that Kyle McCord was the favorite, you might believe that it's over. To me, Eric, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. I, I do think that the competition was a close one. And if you listen to, to some of the comments made by Ryan Day, one person had asked him, if we were going live with the game today, would Kyle McCord be ready to be your starter? And he was actually a little hesitant. Maybe that gap's still pretty tight there. I don't know. Um, maybe he's not trying to tip his hand. Um, I've heard people mention already, this is Joe Burrow, Dwayne Haskins 2.0. You know, if you remember in 2017, Joe's hurt, kind of gave Dwayne the edge going into 2018. But honestly, I don't think that's the case. And let me tell you, I think this is, while you never want to see a player injured, I think this works to Ryan Day's advantage. Because he had been saying all along he wanted to name a starter coming out of the spring. This lets him off the hook. It really does. This lets him off the hook because, in my opinion, I truly believe that this is still a a competition 
And now he's not going to have to make a mistake till August. And I've heard it mentioned too that, you know, it wasn't just Devin Brown versus Kyle McCord. This is, is Kyle McCord exceeding the expectations for an Ohio State quarterback? Is Devin Brown exceeding the expectations to play quarterback at Ohio State? This is as much a battle of them versus standards as it is versus uh, one-on-one. So I don't think that this is over yet. Um, you know, I've said all along I kind of favored Kyle McCord coming into this, and I still believe he probably comes out the starter. However, you, you know, I think it is still a competition, and I think this puts Ryan Day in a good position where he doesn't have to come out and name a starter yet. He doesn't have to worry about losing a guy to the portal um, who's just going to go and start somewhere in a few weeks, you know? I, I think that, again, it's a silver lining to, to a, a black cloud because we don't want the injury, but in the long run, I think it may help. Kyle McCord is going to get more reps. He's going to get all the first-team reps at this point. You know that. Um, and I also think it's big because our number three guy is going to be determined and get his reps in too. So... Again, you never want to see anybody, especially somebody, the, a kid who's got the future that Devin Brown may have go down. But if it's just a few weeks, if it's something where he's going to be back throwing in the summer, if it keeps the quarterback competition alive, if it keeps him in with Ohio State for another year, then I don't see a problem with it. I, I, I wish him the best. I think he's going to be all right. Uh, he's already texted post-surgery is my understanding. Looks like he texted something out uh, about uh, 15, 20 minutes ago before we started recording. Did not get a chance to read it, but uh, to me, that's a good sign. This thing's over. I'm, you really think so? It's this thing's done. It's it's we. I think that there was a lot of um, political jockeying going on, saying the right things, trying to make sure that Devin Brown wouldn't leave and enter the transfer portal. And then you get stuck in a bad quarterback situation, especially if Kyle McCord gets hurt. And now you don't have a talented second guy there. And so he wanted to make sure that he did what he needed to do to make it sound like both guys are in this thing. And it does sound like it was a legitimate quarterback battle this spring because it sounds like Devin Brown had about 50% of the mm -hmm. first team snaps along with Kyle McCord, according to what was seen by the media when they were allowed into practice and what Ryan Day had said. And so that being said, I do believe that you are right, Chris, and that this offers uh, Ryan Day the opportunity or lets him off the hook from having to possibly name that starter while also giving Kyle McCord all those first team reps. But I've, I have felt since the beginning that there was Kyle McCord was just in the lead for several reasons because of his age, his, his experience, a little bit more experience than what Devin Brown had his relationship with the best player on your team and Marvin Harrison Jr. all the way back the, in high school. The best player in the nation, Eric. Just call yeah, it what keep, it is. You keep you keep telling me that. <laughs> so so I think that there was definitely uh, the some boxes there that Ryan Day was wanting him to uh, to check and he's been checking those off 
one at a time this spring. Now, he maybe hasn't checked them off as quickly as what you would like to see, but he is checking those boxes off. And now, without anybody there to push him for the next couple weeks as they end spring practice and they go into summer workouts before the season begins, I really think that those boxes are going to be checked a little bit quicker than if they both were taking 50% of the reps. And I just think Kyle McCord now, unless he has a setback of his own of some kind, he's going to be the opening day starter. And I think that they're going to break for, for the season and fall camp. They're going to break with Kyle McCord taking at least 75 to 80% of the first team reps, which is usually what a starting quarterback does anyways, because you always want to give that backup quarterback some time with the first team in practice just in case an injury happens, Chris. So I think it's over. I think Kyle McCord's your starting quarterback for 2023. Well, and I've said all along, Eric, you know, I thought he was going to be um, – even though I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here. Um, and, and But I, I do believe that Kyle McCord, I, I've said from the beginning, I think he's got a swagger about him that Devin mm-hmm. Brown doesn't have. There's that confidence. And, and you want a quarterback to have that air of confidence, almost bordering on arrogance. Sure. Um, and I think that I'm seeing, I saw that on Kyle McCord early on this year, right after he came back. Well, you know, I can't remember the exact tweet right after, right before CJ even, had announced for sure he was leaving when he said something basically affect it's my turn, you know? Right. Um, and I think that as he gets all these first team reps, you're just going to see that grow. Um, that swagger, that confidence is going to just grow more. I do believe that he is the starter coming out of camp. I have believed it all along, but I do believe that this still makes it a competition. Um, if in name only. Well, sure. I, you're right, Chris. There's no way Ryan Day is going to come out and be like, "It's done. It's over." Right. <laughs> He's not going to do. If they that. were both healthy, he wouldn't do it. You know. No. So, yeah. But this, like we said, lets him off the hook. It gives him the opportunity to say, "I need more of a chance to really look at what Devin brings to the table before I can judge who should be our starter." This thing's going to go into August. It, it's going it's going to on paper yes on 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 the depth chart whiteboard yes but i'm telling you right now this injury is i already feel like devin brown was behind just given i agree the, given what we had already discussed and this setback puts him behind even more if for some reason hear me out devin brown is your is your game one starter in 2023 something has gone seriously wrong i don't think it's because devin brown became that much better through his injury time than what we have in kyle mccord right it's because something bad happened to kyle mccord whether he gets injured himself or he's just terrible in practice which we if, if and if that's the case we would have heard that already so well, it, and this thing's over. Thing. It's it's hard it's hard to judge who's at the quarterback position right now. We we've said it for the last few weeks. It's hard to judge who is good and who isn't in practice right now because the offensive line has been so bad. Um, you know, that's it's kind of making it difficult. 
I shouldn't say so bad. They're being dominated by a very good defensive front. And Which one is it? <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit of both. Probably. I think, I think we've got two young tackles out there starting. Uh, you know, well, and, and Fryer's not a super young guy, but as far as experience goes, it's been mainly in mop-up duty. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a first-time starter. Um, although I think last year coming out of camp, we heard that he was on the verge of breaking through last year. So this is his opportunity. I think Fryer's going to be okay. Um, but wow, I don't know. Is Tagger going to take over the top spot? Is sounds like he is. is is Zen going to, you know, push that back when he's 100% healthy? Um, the only thing I think we know about is the interior of that line. And good. it sounds to me like the interior has been pretty solid. Yeah, they're good. So, yeah, I, I think it's a combination. We got, we have a couple of really good defensive ends. And we've got a couple of really young, inexperienced tackles. So between that and the fact that it's, you know, two hand touch in practice with the quarterbacks, uh, you know, I don't think we're you're really, really getting to see what it is uh, or, or what these quarterbacks are capable of. You know, who knows what might happen when Kyle McCord steps out and eludes a sack and, and you know, makes a pass on the run or because we aren't going to know because all that has to happen is a fingertip at a quarterback and he's down. Right. So speaking of two-hand touch or, you know, whatever they're going to play, it sounds like the first two series are thud, don't bring anybody down. Yep. And then after that, they're going to get the main starters out, and then the last three quarters is live action with your second and third string guys, uh, which is similar to what we've seen in the past. Yes. There's a handful of guys who are injured who won't play, and then there's a handful of guys who could play if they had to, your Tommy Eichenberg, Julian Fleming, Emeka Egbuka. These are all guys who could play if they had to, but why? So they're not going to. So they're going to participate in the warm-ups and then, sorry, you're done. Um, so it's going to be a lot of the young guys. It's going to be a lot of the freshmen, redshirt freshmen, sophomores. That's who you're going to see. Uh, Saturday. A lot of names you're not going to be familiar with. But uh, before we dive into all of that, Saturday in the shoe, the spring game, Kyle McCord. It's his moment to shine. There's no pressure of Devin Brown being there and outshining you now. Okay. Right. You don't have that. have to worry about that. I go back to, oh gosh, what year was this? 20. 2018's, uh, I think it was 2018 spring game. When Dwayne and, and no, Joe Just, was out? No, it was Justin or Fields. Justin first, Fields, you're right. Justin Fields' first spring game. He was like... Wasn't like, that 19? Was it 19? Okay. Yeah, because he was 19 and 20. Yeah. Okay. It was... Yes, you're right. It was 4 of 13 passing. Horrible day. And we all were like, Okay, uh, this isn't who we, what we thought we were getting, so I don't want to overblow what you know. That turned what, out okay. Eric. It turned out great, right? Like so, yeah. I mean, I still think Justin Fields is the overall best quarterback we've ever had at Ohio State as far as just overall talent. But that day, you don't want to take one day 
one spring game that means nothing in the grand scheme of things and overblow it and overplay it to the point where you panic or you think he's the next greatest thing. You think it's Joe, Joe Theismann's now, you know, the starting quarterback at, at Ohio state. We don't want to overreact, but this is Kyle McCord's opportunity without Devin Brown there to look to, to outshine him to solidify himself in the mindset of Buckeye Nation of this is going to be our guy moving forward and can lead us back to winning a Big Ten championship, beating our rival, and getting us back in the college football playoff. This is his moment, Chris. He he goes out there, though, Eric, and he's just horrid. Just absolutely horrid. Does Ryan Day go into panic mode? Let, let's face it. It's on the table, Eric. We all know. If if Day loses again to that team up north, if we don't have a Big Ten championship this year, at least the it's going to start circulating. the the the, the seats will get real warm. Um, so so does Day start to panic if if Kyle goes out there and has a terrible game? That's the question. Now I'm with you. If he goes out and has an average game. Maybe even a little below average or a little above average. We don't want to overreact. But if he just goes out there and he's two of twelve with two picks, <laughs> does Ryan Day start to panic? I mean, it's a great question because let me let me put it to you this way: back in that 2019 spring game, he was asked about this, and or he actually might have brought it up in the press conference himself today. He said he was worried after that game. And now obviously yeah. hindsight's 2020, he had nothing to worry about. Right. So I I think he learned from that and I think he was preparing everybody with that statement of saying don't panic if it doesn't look championship worthy Saturday. It is it is a it is a it is a process. You know, CJ Stroud was not the number 1 pick in the spring game of 2021. Okay. Kyle McCord is not going to be the number one pick of the 2024 draft in the spring game of 2023. It is a process. Now, how that project trajectory looks for him in his career. He's at the beginning point here. Now, now the advantage that Kyle McCord has had, and this is the question, and this is going to be different for any, anybody. He's been in the program for two years now, solid two years. So does that extra 365 days of work of being the backup for two seasons now, does that translate to him having a little bit better of a start in his first year as starter than what it was for Justin Fields, than what it was for for Dwayne Haskins and what it was for C.J. Stroud. If he can have a first-year Dwayne Haskins, first-year C.J. Stroud, first-year Justin Fields in his first year, who cares what happens in the spring game? If he has a first year of one of those guys in his first year? We're, we're winning the Big Ten going back to the college football playoff. And it may be the only year that Kyle McCord's the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, because he'll be draft eligible. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and don't get me wrong, I absolutely hope that's the case. I do. I hope he goes out there and wins a national title and says, I got it for you. 
good luck. I'm moving on. You know, I, I absolutely hope that happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's just a very nerve wracking situation. We've got so many new pieces on that line that to have a new guy at quarterback is a, I think a, a scary thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of angst and a lot of nervousness in Buckeye Nation. And, and I'll be the first to admit it, Eric. I, I am one of those people who has a tendency to overreact. So you may have to rein me in a little bit post-spring oh, I will. game. I, I, I don't know. I um, will. I, this is my goal. I am giving Ryan Day the benefit of the doubt until Ann Arbor. As long as he doesn't lose before Ann Arbor, he's got the benefit of the doubt. But I'll tell you what, he goes right back on that hot seat for me that game against Michigan. <laughs> so same thing with Kyle McCord. I'm going to give that young man the benefit of the doubt. I think that he is. I think he's got the ability to be our quarterback. I think he's got the talent to be the quarterback. I think he's got the 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 moxie and, and the swagger to be the quarterback. Now he's just got to show out, go out there and show that he is the quarterback. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to preview the spring game for everybody. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, let's move on to this topic, Chris, the spring game preview. Now, if you watched live Sunday night, we had this as a part of the show, but we're going to go ahead and now with the new news that we got uh, post-practice today on Wednesday, April 12th, we're going to re-preview this for everybody. But we also want to bring up this fact for everybody as well, and that is we are going to have our second annual uh, OHIO Podcast Listener Appreciation Woo-hoo. Tailgate this Saturday down at the shoe. We will be in the northwest parking lot between those two parking lots. There is a private parking lot, which is the just outside the west side of the shoe. And then there is a public parking lot in the northwest section. There's a little grassy knoll there. Uh, that is right beside the bike path that runs. That's where we will be. That parking lot opens at 8 a.m. We're going to sneak in there somehow before, hopefully. Because that's <laughs> what we do. And we're going to set up for all of you great fans. Um, former Buckeye known as Rudy, the Rudy of Ohio State, Mike Wargo, will be in attendance at 10 a.m. And then right after the game, we will head back down to the tailgate for a post-game tailgate. And Big Nut will be joining us, and we plan on getting that interview that unfortunately didn't happen a few weeks ago that was kind of interrupted by a poor cell phone service. We're going to grab that one live, and so hopefully we'll be able to replay that for you in the future. But needless to say, we want to invite all of you, our listeners, who enjoy the OHIO podcast, no matter if you've been listening for for four years or if you've been uh, watching since January, since we've been on YouTube, or this is your first video, come on out to the tailgate. 
meet myself, Chris, meet the big nut or Mike Wargo, get an autograph from those guys. And uh, by all means, uh, we would love to, to meet those who uh, appreciate what we try to do and offering you some of the best uh, fan driven uh, content for Buckeye Nation. And we're going to feed him, Eric. Yes, we are. We're going to have donuts and juice in the morning. We're going to have, uh, we're thinking hot dogs, maybe some Coney sauce after the game uh, with some chips and things, some juice, some pop. Uh, we're going to have prizes. We're going to have our t-shirts. Uh, we're going to have giveaways from the OHI or from the Ohio State store and lots more. I heard a jersey possibly is going to be a there. Marvin Harrison jersey is in play. And I heard through the grapevine, he's the greatest player in college football this year. Absolutely, with hands down. <laughs> Definitely the most talented wide receiver in college football. I will give you that. Um, I think that this is a great chance to celebrate being a part of the greatest fan base in the nation. And uh, we're just one little part, one little corner of that here at the OHIO podcast. And we want to say thank you to all of you. And this is our way of thanking you for, for listening and putting up with uh, uh, RBS that we that we spew out on a weekly basis uh, to all of you. So we we it's our way of paying forward and giving back. So we want to invite all of you out. Okay, Chris, let's talk about this spring game. We've talked about what it means for for Kyle McCord. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to in this game? Given the fact that we now have the parameters, first team offense and defense, two series, basically glorified two hand touch. And then we're going right into second and third string for the remainder of the game. What are some things you're interested in seeing? Well, obviously, starting at the quarterback, I want to see consistency. That's the big thing. As Ryan Day likes to say, I want to see uh, the guy go out there and make the routine plays routinely. The other thing I really want to see is I, I think this is a great opportunity to see what kind of depth we have on each side of the line. Specifically, I'm excited to see uh, Kenyatta Walker. Um, I'm excited to see um, actually all of our defensive line backups because I think that's been something where we've had a few great players recently, but we've either underachieved or we haven't rotated to a point where we've had fresh guys in there all the time. I think we have a depth that's available to do that. Um, so obviously, uh, Amari Abor, uh, he's not playing. I, I don't believe, is he? I'm not sure. He was, he, was still, he was still in the non-participants in practice on Friday. Uh, probably not. So I'm going to guess he's not. Um, but if he gets in there, I'd love to see him get in there. Obviously, uh, Kenyatta, I want to see him get in there. He's playing. So... I want to see this defensive line get after it, both the starters and the second team. And then, of course, obviously the biggest concern, Eric, we've all had, the defensive backs. You know, from everything we're hearing, they've looked great in practice this year. I want to see these defensive backs, especially, you know, we're talking the two and three deep. I want to see me some Sonny Styles and see how his games progressed with a year under his belt. Um, So... I think my focus is going to be more on the defensive line and the defensive backs as far as what I want to see growth-wise 
for me, I just want to see consistency out of McCord, and I just want to see where we really stand with that offensive line. Because to me, that offensive line is what stands between Ohio State and a national championship. So Ryan Day brought up the fact that he's he's pretty he's been pretty um, excited with the development of the cornerbacks position. Yes. He says it looks good. The depth's there. Denzel Burke has had one of the best off seasons he's seen, not just from him personally, but overall uh, on the team. Yeah, I think that's 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 saying a lot. If we get freshman year Denzel back, that's huge. It, it's it, yeah, and then you know you got a Jordan Hancock who's injured yeah. and has actually had a healthy entire spring for the first time since he's been in the scarlet and gray uniform he's looked good you got the transfer who it, came it, in it who's good. Good. yeah mm-hmm. i mean there's for for the first time in a while and you kind of kind of felt that from ryan day in the press conference hey i feel pretty good about that spot finally um he he kind of avoided safety i think safety is a work in progress because i think what is happening this is this is my reading the tea leaves and reading between the lines at the safety position. They've got a super good young safeties, but they're inexperienced. Yes. They're, they're really good. They're talented, but they make bonehead dumb mistakes because they don't have the experience. So they put the experience guys in, but from time to time, they just aren't good. They just don't have the talent level that the young guys do. And so there's this mixture of, okay, we can go with the older guys who got the experience and they might be in the right place at the right time, but they're just not making the plays. Or we can go with the young guys who are making spectacular plays, but sometimes they give up bonehead plays because they're young and they, they're not in the right place. You know, they go to the wrong position or the wrong part of the field on a play and there's a wide open hole, but yet on the very next play, they make a spectacular interception. So there's this give and take happening at the safety position. Um, I'm interested to watch the safeties. Um, yeah. And I wasn't, if you would have asked me this question a week ago, I, I wouldn't have mentioned the safeties. I'm super stoked to watch that safeties and, and look at that dynamic who starts, how long do they leave them in? Because remember, first team's only getting the first two reps, first, you know, the first two series. What if they pull out the entire defense, but yet those safeties are interchanged through three quarters? What's that tell you? I, I don't yeah. That just means, means they haven't they don't have a starter. They're they're means trying to we've been it talking out. about the wrong competition all year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I'm not worried about the defensive line. I think the defensive line, if here's my, here's my concern. And it's not really the defensive line. If the defensive line comes out and absolutely dominates this game, my concerns on the other side of the ball on the offense. Sure it is. Um, uh, this time of year, defenses are always a little bit ahead of the offenses. Okay? Right. And so there's there's no real reason for me to be overly concerned about the defensive line. I think they're young and talented, and they've got the right guys in the right place in their third year in the program to have superstar years. Now, whether whether Jack Sawyer and JTT can both become first-round draft picks this season or not remains to be seen. But if they do, if we have – 
if we have a first round draft potential from those guys, those guys, given what we think we have in the interior of that defensive line, and then the depth to come around them and Caden Curry and Kenyatta Jackson and, and will, uh, is it Tyleek Williams and, and mm-hmm. these guys, I'm confident that that defensive line is going to be championship worthy. It's the offensive line that scares the living bejeebus out of me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, the I offensive see, line is what stands between Ohio State and the national title this year. I, I, I want to see some guys who who give a crap Yeah. on Saturday. Give me some offensive linemen who who play angry. Yes. Let me see some fire from you guys. If you guys play soft patty cake offensive line and you get dominated, then then we got to question what what's been going on. Now that 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 is an entire podcast in itself because right. what will happen because we can go back two years and we can talk about when Coach Stud was there and the lack of depth in the recruiting. He'd go out and get a big name, but then he would go out and grab a recruit that probably didn't really belong on Ohio State's roster. And so the depth issues that were creeping up are now here. Right. And is that really, you know, Justin Fry's fault? No, obviously it's not. Can Justin Fry develop the talent that is here enough to make it make this offensive line work? and be good enough that's the question and so if we have guys who at least chris give a darn and 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 show themselves to be pliable coachable then i'm gonna feel okay but if we look soft as baby poop on the offensive line i'm telling you right now mark it down this team is not gonna win the big 10 championship Given the schedule that we have, given the 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 how the rest of the Big Ten West is getting competent coaching finally, yeah. Given the, the, the Big Ten West, have is, our numbers, yeah. the Big Ten West is no longer a laughing stock. No, we gotta go. We gotta go to Madison. Don't forget that. And, and there's a hungry young man up there at quarterback or at quarterback at uh, head coach. He would love nothing more. Than to hang. He's the first probably L feeling a little bit jaded about uh, his alma mater. Let's just call it what it is. You yeah. Know? Well, so, you know the one shot. Chi- the one shot they gave him was a shot that nobody could have won. That was a bad situation. The one shot they gave him. Of course, we're uh, talking about 2011. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you that this is not the same Luke Fickle. Mm-mm. This this guy is, I think, one of the. I'll, I'll say it right now. I think he's one of the top six coaches in college football right now. Ooh, that's awful high, Chris. I truly believe that. I'll give him top ten, but I don't. I won't go that high. Maybe, maybe top ten. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll revisit that at the end of the year after he wins the Big Ten West. Even that, I mean, I mean, uh, the Big Ten West is just like. You don't Again. think the person who takes at that Wisconsin program that did so poorly last year and puts them into the Big Ten championship game, especially if they go out and compete versus an Ohio State, they compete versus a Michigan, you don't think that doesn't put him in that echelon? Top six in the country? Well, I'm sitting here trying to run through the ones that I think are better coaches than him right now, Eric. I can give you there's, five right now. There's a lot of overrated guys right now, I'm telling you. And, In the Big Ten, there might be. 
Well, I think there's he's a, overrated guys in the country. All right, Lincoln Riley. I believe this. He's better Lincoln than Lincoln Riley. Riley. <sighs> There's no way. This is the thing. Lincoln Riley is was, let's call him what it was. He was the Ryan Day of the Big 12. Sure. But he was great he... at developing quarterbacks. How many championships has he won? Uh, national championships? Zero. Yeah. But he also knew he was never going to win one in Oklahoma. And so what did he do? He's, he went for the, the Hollywood Hills, but, but I'm just, I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you one right now that I think is better than Luke fickle out West. And that's Lincoln Riley. Um, uh, of course, Nick Satan, right? We're not, who's Satan. We're not going to argue. Satan has earned the credentials. He is the top coach in college football right now, though. I do believe the game is starting to pass him by. All right. Kirby smart. There's another one. Can't deny Kirby. All right, so there's three already. I'm, 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 well, I'm still on the verge with, or on, on the fence with Lincoln Riley. I really am. Dabo but, Sweeney has won no. two national. He's won two national championships. Trevor Chris. Lawrence won two national championships. Da- Why did Trevor Lawrence even what, go to Clemson? What, is, what has Dabo done? He's since, won two national championships since, since Trevor Lawrence left. What has Dabo done? Since. He's won. He's won. He lost. He was second and third in the conference, and then he won the conference again since he's left. The ACC. That's like winning the MAC, man. Oh, granted, granted, but still, he's been to the college football playoff four or five times. He's won it twice. There's no way you can put Luke Fickle ahead of Dabo Sweet. And I don't know how we even got on this topic. See what happens when we don't follow a script. It's your fault, buddy. Your fault. I'm just saying. I don't There's think four. I think Dabo's I a joke. You. I think Dabo's not in there. Lane, <laughs> what about uh old uh old miss coach? Uh, Lane Kiffin. Lane, please. Lane, Lane Kiffin. I think Lane Kiffin's on that on the on the same same plane. I don't think he's even close. I think Fickle's a better coach than Lane Kiffin. And just wait, Lane Kiffin will change jobs in two weeks because he you know gets <laughs> upset. He's oh, gonna shoot. he's gonna walk away. I, I'll give you I'll give you Kirby. I'll give okay. I'll give you a Saban. Okay. I'll even give you Ryan Day right now. Is what about what about is, is Jim Harbaugh? He's done more. He has done more, but do I think he's a better coach? X's and O's. Recruiting. He's but, also you know, much weirder. Now, now let's remember. Before we throw recruiting into this. Who who was recruiting where? Harbaugh's recruiting at a blue blood. Fickle's recruiting for Cincinnati. At, you know, now he's at Wisconsin, but he was recruiting at Cincinnati. Oh, by the way, how many wins does Harbaugh have in the, the college football playoff? Just as many as Luke Fickle. How many appearances does Harbaugh have in the... Yeah, one more than Luke Fickle, and you're guiding a blue blood versus... A group of five team. Granted, that blue blood was broken when he got there, though. And it only took him ten years to fix it. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Again, I'm. And I still don't know that I give him the credit for fixing. Look, look. If if Ryan Day were to go to the NFL tomorrow, I would much rather have Luke Fickle than some of these guys. Oh yeah, I, I would. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that I have to wear my scarlet and gray glasses when when sitting here and saying luke fickle's a, a top six in the in the nation i just he I can be he can't be believe it and i think what, right now see, 
when you see what he does at Wisconsin this year, you're going to tell me I was right. Hey, the year. you know that I'm high on Luke Fickle uh, doing well at Wisconsin. I told you I think that they're going to make the Big Ten championship game in year one. But I just I don't think that that's necessarily that big of an accomplishment. Given how poor the West is. From as crappy as they were last year. Now, come on. Before we get down on how bad the West is, yes, they are not great. But let's remember, Illinois has got an improving program. Would you not agree? Yeah, sure. I think I think old Birdie over there is doing a pretty good job. They're, they're around 500. That's yes. how bad they were. But they were a lot worse. You know, Nebraska, I think, is going to do good things under... It's Matt gonna Rule. take it's gonna take Matt Rule three years. It they were they are a broken program. They are a It'll, broken program. I still think Matt Rule is good enough to get seven wins this year. Not gonna be six. He's good enough to get six and go bowl eligible this year. They they will fight to be five hundred, but that's not Nebraska's standard. It's nor not, should it be. But and it shouldn't be. So again, but, you're not you but, can't take Nebraska and say there's your competition. Literally. Iowa's probably but the given, biggest competition in the West to them. But given what we have seen out of Nebraska in the past, I'm not saying they're going to go out and blow you away, okay? I'm not going to say they can even compete with the teams in the East. What I'm saying is the Big Ten West is not as weak as it once was. Oh, I agree so, with that. So we can't just dismiss. There's there's a the, lot of 500 programs in the West where before yeah. they were three-win teams. Yes. And And – and all you have to do is look at how Northwestern won the West twice in, in three years and then look at them last year, and that gives you an explanation of how bad the West was. And and I'm not disputing with that. It was awful. It was terrible. It was That was probably the worst co- conference in all of college football, or worst half of the conference in all of college football. It, it was that bad overall top you to bottom. Can make, you can make that argument, yeah. No, I mean, they had a few decent teams, they had a few decent years. But they were one of the worst. I think that it's a huge accomplishment if he goes out there and wins the West and goes to a Big Ten title game his first year. Wisconsin was not a good team last year. Wisconsin was not a good team last year. Well, we'll see. We'll see. This is is a debate for another time. But anyways, uh, let's get back on topic to close out this show. I don't even remember what the topic was, Eric. The spring game. What we were looking oh, yeah, forward to. That's yeah. a spring game. Apparently, we're looking forward to having this debate about Wisconsin with all of you at our tailgate <laughs> at the spring game. Um, I'm looking for. Here's some things I'm looking forward to at the spring game that have nothing to do with the game. Are you ready? Yep. The band, baby. Oh, who doesn't want to see the band? <sighs> to hear the band again. Uh, Brutus. I've missed you, Brutus. You I know? got one for you, Eric. All how right. about this? I want to see just how much pull Brian Hartline has in this state. Ooh. He called for 110,000 people to fill it, up that shit. Well, shoe, according to according to what uh, was said today, he's he's they they've only sold 50,000 tickets. 83, that stadium. 83 and sunny, baby. That's that's huge. That stadium holds 110,000, man. So we're not even halfway filled, which means they're not even going to open the upper deck unless we can get up to 70,000 plus, which might happen. But yeah, I, it's interesting to me uh, that we only have sold 50,000, you know, tickets pre-sold pre-sale there. Um, is it because the price has gone up from $5 to, to seven plus dollars? And, and that's, and of course, and then now you have to pay the five additional, uh, 
five dollars for the service per, fee. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's whether you buy one or you buy eight, yeah. you still only pay five dollars. But my point my point is is that it used to be only five bucks a ticket, and now it's you know seven dollars, and then the service fee on top. Well, of that. you know, we might be losing the older crowd because you got to put it on your cell phone now. That is an issue, man. You don't that get the paper ticket Kroger, you know, or wherever I'm, they pass them out. I'm only 41 years old, and that still ticks me off. Well, but you you and I are ticked off for a different reason, Eric. We're collectors. We are. We like to have those ticket stubs, those programs, you mm-hmm. know, stuff from the games. I don't think we're ticked off because they went to a digital digital ticket because it's inconvenient for us. They We're, we're ticked off because they took away our memorabilia. Yes, <laughs> but still... It, you might point taken, right? It, there, there is a crowd of people who don't have smartphones. Like, so, like for instance, this will be the first game that my dad, my brother, and I have been to since I was probably twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, my dad has, doesn't have a smartphone. He has a flip phone still. Yeah, like he would never be able to get in the game if it wasn't for my brother. You know, my brother and I <laughs> showing him how to do yeah. this, like having to take it on our phone. So there is a crowd of people that won't go to the games because of this, that they're, they're totally missing out on. Um, but I'm interested to see another thing I'm interested to see at the game, other than, you know, all the, the small parts of being Buckeye nation and traditions that we love is the weather sounds gorgeous for this Saturday. Yeah. I can't wait for that. And not just for the game, but because I can't wait for our tailgate. I think it's going to be huge. I think the weather Helps us get people out there. Oh yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. So, and, and I'll tell you, there's a lot going on in Columbus. If you don't yeah. have anything going, if you don't have anything going, man, take the family to Columbus for the weekend. Stop by and the then, game, and then right after the, the spring going. game, got, right after spring the spring game, if you go yeah. to this, if you go to the spring game for one dollar more, you can get into the baseball game. They have a baseball yeah. game going on over there. So. Yeah, uh, you got lots, the crew going in town. There's lots of the stuff jackets. going on in campus. Yeah, jackets Friday night. You got the crew Saturday night. Uh, one of our listeners was excited because he's going to make a, a Columbus sports weekend. Uh, so Do we have the Clippers so in town this on. week too, Eric? Uh, probably. I don't know. I, I mean, it, that's uh, yeah. I, I, I don't pay attention to baseball anymore. Maybe. It's a dead sport to me. Well, you're <laughs> a Reds fan, aren't you? I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's been dead for a while. Uh, since 1990, baby, it's been it's been dead. So, anyways, I'm looking forward to the weekend, Chris. I I can't wait for it. This has been this is our weekend that we get to celebrate what we do here at the OHIO podcast. There's a lot of great things coming down the pike. Uh, our numbers on YouTube have been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much to all of you who watch our videos and support us that way. Um, man, if we would have known that the the excitement that there would have been created from going to video, we would have tried to have done it a lot sooner. It was a it was a long process to get there. I'm super excited to let you know that Aaron and I are working on some things behind the scenes that are going to be really great. He's going to be coming home to Ohio very very soon. So hopefully we don't get in any crazy wars between now and the end of and June here. But uh, Aaron should be coming home. Looking forward to re you know getting in touch with him again. But he and I have got some things we're working behind the scenes for our YouTube channel that I think a lot of you are going to really like, especially if you like recruiting. Um, we're going to continue to give away things. We've got our Amazon gift card giveaway that's going on, Chris. 
all you have to do, go to our YouTube channel. If you're watching this, just go to the YouTube channel right now. Pause it, stop it, click the channel, go over there, subscribe to the channel, find the video that's got the Amazon gift card on it. It's right there on the nice little graphic. Click on that, like it, make a comment in the comment section below, and you will be entered to win a free $25 gift card as soon as we hit 250 subscribers. We're at like 160-something right now. And here's the great thing about it. Only three people have done it so far. So you have a, if you go and do this right now, if you're the one person who does it, when we get up to 250, you have a 25% chance of winning a $25 gift card. That's pretty good odds, man. I can't believe that you put our pictures out there and then put comment below. <laughs> and no one's said anything yet, right? Everybody's Come on, nice. that's like opening us up for abuse, man. Hey, I'm all about it, man. It's all good. It's all good. So there's so much going on. We got the tailgate this Saturday. We keep we keep talking about that. And then we're going to have other great things happening. Be on the lookout for a video from Chris and I uh, welcoming everybody to our, our YouTube channel from the Ohio State Store and lots more. We're going to have during the season, we might have a preseason event that uh, we're working on. During the season, we have trips. We're going to be going back to Pittsburgh, being with Wargo and the Pittsburgh Alumni Association, Ohio State Alumni Association of Pittsburgh. I think we were making plans to head back down to, um, is it, um, was it Marietta? Marietta? Marietta again. Yeah, if you're uh, an alumni club, let us know. We love to travel to the alumni clubs. Yeah, I think Chris and I are planning on maybe going to South Bend to open uh, in week oh, number, yeah. of, no, number three. Uh, I think I'm going to, we're going to be heading to Purdue this year. We're going to go to West Lafayette to that road game. Um, so those are two road games we'll be going to. And of course now with, with what we have on the YouTube channel, we'll take our camera and our microphones with us. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make videos of all of that great stuff and all of that good content. We're going to have a different format for in the season. We're going to have more guests on here. Uh, we've got, we're in the works of getting some former Buckeyes on in the coming weeks. I know a lot of you have been enjoying that on our live show on Sunday night. And of course, check out the live show on Sunday nights, 8 PM Eastern every Sunday night, Chris, myself get on. We usually talk Buckeye football news for the first 30 minutes. We have a guest come on. And so we try our very best to present you the content that you need. And you obviously deserve in Buckeye nation, Chris, I ain't got anything else. You got anything before we head out? No, just like you mentioned, visit us on those Sunday night shows, come out to the tailgate, come out to these events that we do with alumni clubs. There's nothing better that we like than, than talking Buckeye football, getting to meet people. Uh, you know, the live shows are completely interactive. They can send us messages, ask us questions, comment. They can tell me how stupid I sound if they want to. I don't care. Just let us know you're out there. <laughs> Talk uh, about yeah. my echo and how I sound like I'm in a press yeah. box. <laughs> yeah, press box. Uh, you know, and I think that I, I get the feeling that the players really love it when the fans send in questions as well. They do. Uh, the former players. It's it's great for them. It's great for us. So just check us out the the live shows, whether it's one on the the YouTube channel, whether it's one at an alumni club. You know, just make sure you come out and see us because we love it. This is what we live for, Eric. Yep, and we give away stuff, man, all the time. We love and, to give stuff away. Yeah. So there's so many people out there wearing our T-shirts that have never paid a dime. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And so we want to continue to make that fun for all of you. All, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much. If you're listening on the, on the audio version, um, the reason why this show came three days later than what you normally got is because Sunday night we had some audio trouble. And I just didn't want to put that out. And so you're getting something very fresh here midweek 
on the audio version of the podcast. And if you're watching here on our YouTube channel, by all means, give us a thumbs up, like, share, subscribe. It really does help us out. Remember, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. I owe someone's OH and sing Carmen Ohio with all your heart. And until next time, OH. I owe. Go Bucks.